Hello, San Pedro Podcast, episode 26. You are listening to the Hello, San Pedro Podcast. I'm Amanda, your host. Join me as I talk to amazing people within our community, business owners, community activists, local leaders, and people like you and me who love San Pedro. This is a place where we'll share big ideas, discuss hot topics, and spread good vibes. Hey everyone, welcome back. I am your host, Amanda Silva. Um, So today on the show, we're actually going to be talking about a broader topic and kind of how it relates to all of us as San Pedrans. Um, That broad topic is money. Today, me and my co-host, Christian Lopez, who is awesome, and you'll learn more about him in the episode, but um, today him and I discuss money and what it means to be financially independent. Um, So before we get into the episode, I really wanted to address kind of the stigma there is around the words rich or wealthy, um, because we do, you know, bring up those words quite a few times throughout the episode. Um, You know, I think when most of us hear those words, it's kind of like a trigger (laughs) because we automatically think of maybe our current administration or we think of, um, you know, the Jeff Bezos in the world, the Warren Buffetts, the, um, the uber wealthy, right? The people who are like just billionaires. I think that's what we think of when we think of the word wealthy and rich. Um, We think of the the people who potentially aren't paying their fair share of taxes. And um, this isn't a political show. I'm not trying to get into politics, but there's so much talks of that in our news cycle and in our our you know social media content. I just felt like I had to address it. when when Christian and I talk about the words wealthy and rich, we're really not talking about the gazillionaires out there, okay? What we're talking about is achieving financial independence. And what that means is if you got your last paycheck today, how long could you and your family be okay? You and your family being okay, that would be financial independence. Um, But for most of us, you know, we honestly probably couldn't live that long if we got our last paycheck today. Um, Some of us would have to beg, borrow, and steal just to make ends meet. So the reason this is relevant to us in this community is you know, we have the threat of automation on our ports. It's actually been a lot of talks about that. There's um, a meeting, there either was or there will be a meeting. <laughs> um, and the automation on the ports is a whole nother discussion for another episode, which I plan to bring to you guys because it is worth an entire episode. But um, with with the talks of all of that, it just kind of, I mean, we can't help but realize that our jobs are not guaranteed us. So it's a—it's kind of a scary time for San Pedrins right now. Also, with the um, redevelopment going on, they, we have all of the home prices pr- uh, like going up pretty much as we speak. We're going to start seeing these home values go up, the rents go up in this area because of the redevelopment. It's inevitable. That's just how it works. So with people getting priced out of our community, I mean, how how can we just ensure that that doesn't happen? How can we make sure that people who live in the community can continue to afford being in the community? Um, I think that's a conversation that starts with money. Um, 
we also have the rise of homelessness in our community and um, money just seems to be the relevant topic right now and it's also an uncomfortable topic that not a lot of us are um, okay with having on a on a public level so you know Christian and I really wanted to break the ice we wanted to open up the discussion and we wanted to encourage everybody to um, yeah take their finances seriously and um, if if you need help which we all do, uh, reach out. Um, nobody was taught money in high school. I shouldn't say nobody, but I should say that the public school systems do not teach personal finance in high school. So even as adults, we are still learning things over and over again. Um, and you know, the way things are in this society is that they're constantly changing. Um, so it's, it's important to have this discussion. Um, and I really hope that you guys enjoy the episode. Um, so my co-host today, as I mentioned, is Christian Lopez. He is a financial professional and he's a landlord in San Pedro. Uh, Christian and his team have made, made it their mission to reduce the poverty level by 10% in the next 10 years by offering free education and assistance to local business owners and families. Him and his wife live locally in the downtown San Pedro area, and uh, you might actually remember his wife from episode 17. Uh, her epi- episode, um, Stephanie Treviso Lopez, her episode was about tiny house living and uh, real estate investing in San Pedro. Um, this couple is amazing. They are, as I say in the episode, they are a couple goals. I absolutely love them, and they've become great friends. Um, so I, I really hope that you enjoyed this episode with Christian. He sheds a lot of light on his background and what he's learned about money in his upbringing. Um, and I hope that, uh, the community of San Pedro can, can really take some notes. Anyways, I hope you enjoy the episode. All right. Welcome back. Um, so today's episode is a little bit different, um, because we're going to be talking about a bigger topic that kind of affects everybody in the whole country. I mean, um, well, first, let me introduce my guest, uh, Christian Lopez. Um, thank you for joining me today. Thank you for having me. Pleasure. Um, I I wanted to kind of share why I was wanted to talk about this um, because a lot of the reason why I started this podcast was so I can address some of the you know the bigger issues that we see in our economy. You know, we're we're seeing the the gap between the rich and the poor get like wider and wider. The middle class is starting to disappear, or, or at least that's what's being talked about, right? Um, we're seeing people struggle financially across the entire country, and it's becoming a big issue, especially when we look at affordable housing, and we're seeing our homeless population grow. Um, I can't. Obviously, I can't fix any of that when it comes to the whole country, but maybe with your help, we can start talking about it locally and we can start making sure our local families are are taking care of themselves. So I'm really, yeah, I I know that that you're pretty much an expert on personal finance. So can you talk to us a little bit about why why you're qualified to talk about this. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Actually, um, and, and you said it correctly, I, uh, it seems that the middle class is disappearing. And the reason for that is because if you see, if you look at certain trends, right, um, everything has gone up, but our paychecks haven't, right? They stayed pretty consistent. Right. So with that, you know, it, it everything, it, it seems like it's just getting more expensive, but 
It's, it's just our paychecks are not keeping up. Yeah. Now, when you talk about um, experience, I started at a very young age. Um, I thought I knew what I was doing. Uh, and I bought my first house at the age of 24. Wow. Yeah, so uh, I took advantage. It was in 2009, mm-hmm. and there was a nice uh, stimulus package. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I took advantage of that and bought the house, and I had the vision of, of buying it and selling it in five years. Mm-hmm. So it worked out in my favor, mm-hmm. thankfully, but I was kind of just shooting darts. Okay. Considering what I know now, mm-hmm. it was kind of like a gamble almost, because what if I didn't, make up in five years then that means i would have a loss mm-hmm. right so but i i but i'm glad I, I took that that jump right and um so now fast forwarding today uh we own multiple uh properties mm-hmm. and uh, i have a business several businesses as well mm-hmm. i'm an investor and i want to really teach others how i got there i remember meeting you for the first time um here at crypto space which is where we're recording um and listening to your story and I honestly was so inspired I and I'm very inspired by you and Stephanie just as mm-hmm. a couple Thank you. like you guys are couple goals um, I know as soon as my husband and I are ready we're gonna be like coming to you and be like hey what do we do with all this definitely, <laughs> um, definitely. hopefully it'll be enough to put it down on a property or something like that right um, but because I do know your backstory a little bit I'm gonna back it up if you don't mind um, when I met you, because I don't think some people could even conceptualize being 24 and being able to buy a home. Mm-hmm. So can you talk a little bit about what your upbringing was like? And, and um, I know you mentioned your first one of your first jobs, I think, was in Beverly Hills or? I wish. <laughs> <laughs> I remember you were something with cars, right? Yeah, yeah. So um, and, and actually, this is very important when it comes to finance and, and personal success. Uh, a lot of times people uh, without any harm intended uh, they can hold you back Mm -hmm. so when I was in high school uh, by the way I started working when I was 15 uh, my real job but I had a uh, a weekend job if you want to call it with Mm -hmm. my dad he had a a landscaping business which is fancy for a gardener yeah I remember that because my husband also grew up with um, in a landscaping gardening family and and his father has his own business yeah and I think it was great you guys were working the summers when oh yeah yeah that part I didn't like yeah but um but it was it was actually a good experience because that's actually what helped me uh, uh, create a bigger vision because I was here pushing lawnmowers in the you know this was out in the San Fernando Valley in Chatsworth where mm-hmm. it can get up to like 115 120 oh, yeah and here I am sweating and and on a Saturday and sometimes Sundays and uh, I see the kids playing inside in their homes and I was like why don't I why don't I have that you know so um, but I just didn't understand it at the time. I mm-hmm. just figured, hey, my dad taught me I need to work hard for money. Mm-hmm. So my entire, you know, uh, teenager life, I, I was working, and um, but I didn't know what I wanted to do. Everybody was going to college and all that, and I was like, well, you know, I love cars, so I'm gonna go to UTI. So I went to the automotive school. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a trade school, and uh, I did really well there, and I got uh, a sponsorship by Jaguar. So I moved to Florida for six months, did training, and then I came back and I got a landed a really good job at a dealership. Uh-huh. Um, and I was I was a Jaguar technician for eight years. And you know, as as the years went by, I I really um, accelerated and I got up to a uh, to be a master Jaguar technician. Wow, that's which cool. is like the highest level you can achieve at, in that area. Mm-hmm. And then. Uh, I said, well, you know, I guess I can put my money into a house mm-hmm. uh, because I would always talk to the Jaguar owners, my, my customers that would come in and hang out with me. And I would say, 
what do you do mm -hmm. right and they would tell me i own real estate and i own a business mm -hmm. so this is why i can bring you donuts and why you work on my car i was like mm -hmm. okay but I, i didn't ask enough questions at that time okay but i knew i needed to buy a house that was the first start yeah. so that's where i got the idea mm -hmm. and uh so yeah i bought bought a house and then um but actually backing up a little bit um before i, I started this journey as a technician a lot of friends and family were telling me, why do you want to be a grease monkey? It was so sad. So that's what you mean by people exactly. hold you back without really Yeah, yeah. yeah They're like, you know, you're, 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 you're smart, you're capable of doing other things, go mm -hmm. get an office job or whatnot. But I'm like, I don't like that. That's, yeah. not, that's not what I love. Mm -hmm. I love cars. Mm -hmm. I want to get dirty. I don't mind. Mm -hmm. So um, if I had listened to them, then I think my journey would have taken a different course. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I'm glad I didn't. I did what I, I followed, what I wanted to do. And uh, and yeah, we bought the house at the age of 24 with the intention of, of you know, making a profit and, and then selling it. Yeah. Uh, I now realize that actually most people think that way and not that it's wrong, but most wealthy people and what rich people that I study, what they say is you want to make your profits when you buy, not when you sell. So that was the first lesson. Right? Okay. So that's really looking at a property and making sure that it has like all the numbers work. Right. Okay. All the numbers work. Yeah. Right. Uh, so I know I know that now, and uh, and then so yeah I, I did that, and um, when 08 hit, the, mm -hmm. the you know everybody was losing a lot, they were losing yeah. homes and whatnot, and the Great um, Recession. Yeah, mm -hmm. and uh, I realized you know what, at that point, there was days I didn't make a dime mm -hmm. at work uh, because I got paid on what I did. And um, which was a good as lesson. a Jaguar technician. As a Jaguar technician, oh, really? so you know my paychecks were getting less and less and less, and it was got it got pretty scary. So what I what I said is, you know what, I need to go to college. Mm -hmm. I need to get a degree, and uh, I need to get out of this because I don't see myself being here for too long now that I realize how this can affect my yeah. lifestyle. Mm -hmm. And um, so I went back to school and I got a degree, and uh, even again I was hit with that. You know why are you gonna leave? This is this is what you're supposed to do. This is where you're gonna this is where you're gonna retire, right? And some of the senior techs were telling me this, uh, and some of the newer techs. And uh, so with with all of that going on, I, I said, hey, I'm done. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm selling my tools. Well, not all my tools, but uh, I'm done. And I'm so glad because that pushed me again. It was now reaching another level of my life where I was scared to go into, and that was corporate, the corporate world. Mm -hmm. And did you go back to college? I did go back to college. Okay. I graduated. Um, I got a bachelor's degree in project management, mm -hmm. and um, I I got a I got hired by Princess Cruises actually. Oh my gosh, that's awesome! Yeah, it was. It what was, a dream job! It was. Did it you was, get discounts? I got stuff? discounts. Got to travel the world. Uh, my first wait did you get did you work on ships I worked at the corporate office uh -huh. and then um, the, the, the nice thing about that is that I did get to go on the ships where and travel is, with the ships where is their corporate office it's in uh, Santa Clarita you know what yeah. I knew that because I've you know I've been job searching a little bit I'm ready to change it up and I came across the job posting for Princess Cruise Lines yeah and I think I I might have sent it to my best friend because she lives in Santa Clarita mm -hmm. yeah it's a, it's a great it's a great uh, it was a great uh, career that's cool that was a great move mm -hmm. um, uh, but then I, I realized too actually that's how I came to San Pedro I, okay. used, I didn't know San Pedro um, 
uh, or Pedro, as I'm corrected now. Yeah, uh, San Pedro or Pedro yeah. is acceptable. <laughs> uh, so we used to dock here in, in Port of LA. And, of course. But I didn't really know this this beautiful city, right? Mm-hmm. This beautiful, uh, like, small town feel. And uh, I would just come, go on the ship, and then get back on the freeway and go home. Mm-hmm. And then when we were looking for an uh, investment property, uh, you know, we're like, hey, let's, maybe there's Pedro. And mm-hmm. and we just fell in love with this place. So you really only knew Pedro because of your work then? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah it was like, a, it was like, there's that one place that everybody talks about the fish market and, and whatnot. But yeah. then I was just like, let's check it out. And then we, mm-hmm. we, we ended up getting a place here and yeah. fell in love with it. I know, we talk about that in Stephanie's episode. And I really like her episode because we do get into why, you know, why people who are from the community should maybe potentially start looking into investing here. Right, you know? right. So I think it's, yeah, it's, it's definitely great. I, I think, um, you know, now being in the in the financial sector and, 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 and you know, having a business in there, uh, I, I think that uh, most people are afraid. Mm-hmm. Um, at, you know, I was afraid too, mm-hmm. but it was like, hey, you know what, what do I have to lose? Right. right? Um, and, and doing that, I was able to, you know, really change our path and and now I I really aspire to teach others. Mm -hmm. Uh, I believe that education is free so people shouldn't pay for it. So Mm -hmm. I do, you know, I do like free consultations and and, and whatnot for When you told me that, I thought that was crazy. I was like, you should be charging for this. But I mean, in a perfect world, like, yeah, uh, you know, access to information should be free, you know, Um, things that are going to help people get ahead in life, you know, that would be the dream. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, the information is free. And I really do believe that if you provide enough value to society, then you never have to worry about a paycheck or anything like that because mm-hmm. it's just the value that you provide that 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 comes back to you. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, I'm a big believer in that. I will say, though, uh, where most people do, um, they, they get advice from the wrong source, right? Whether it's, I mean, there's good information out there, mm-hmm. but you got to be careful, mm-hmm. right? And it's a very important. Sometimes, like, I got uh, some financial advice from my uncle and then, uh, or family members or, th- or friends, and, and I now know that yeah. actually they didn't intend to give me bad information. They yeah. just don't, they weren't that informed. Can you give me an example, some bad advice that you got? Well, actually, I mean, a lot of bad advice is, uh, you know, when we wanted to buy income property, mm-hmm. it's like, uh, oh, that's too risky. You know, yeah. I, I know a, a friend uh, of a friend and they know a friend that lost money <laughs> and it's just like, okay, I <laughs> like I, I can tell you this much that we've mm-hmm. been, uh, you know, we've owned income property for over three years now mm-hmm. uh, with multiple tenants and it is, you know, it's, it's a learning curve, but once you realize to how to, how to uh, talk to people and, and really respect their, them, mm-hmm. uh, I think it's, it's very easy, you know, mm-hmm. uh, our, our tenants are, are great. Um, and uh, you know, I, I we we want to make sure that we provide a good uh, living condition for them. And we, you know, if they call me at two a.m., I might not answer, but I will call them the next day, yeah. right? Uh, but I, I think that that's that was the biggest thing is is you know uh, not really listening to certain people, but really looking at the facts. And the facts are that if you really want true financial freedom, uh, there's three things you got to have, um, and that's uh, some type of real estate, which is you know, like income properties and things like that, uh, paper assets, and you want to have a business, right? Mm-hmm. And those things will help you get there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think it's really important for people to understand that, you know, um, there's people out there that want to help you, Yeah. right? Like myself, I, I, I am licensed by the state. Actually, I hold my license here in California and also in Arizona. Mm-hmm. And 
quickly expanding to other states as well. Mm -hmm. And there are genuine people out there that really do want to help and give you the right information and point you in the right direction, right? And uh, so what kind of led me to this, where I'm at now, is reading books, Mm -hmm. you know? so I had a great career at, at Princess Cruises mm-hmm. and found this beautiful city, San Pedro. And then I got um, uh, I got hired at the gas company. What, so what gas company? The gas company. Oh. You know, hot showers. Oh, yeah. You know, the the gas are, company. Yeah, okay. Yeah, the <laughs> gas company. So natural gas company. I'm uh-huh. a, a, you know, I got hired as a project manager there. And mm-hmm. uh, I realized that, you know, there's, there's a lot more out there, too. Yeah. There's definitely a lot more out there. And um, I started riding the bus, you know, and... Uh, when I started riding the bus, I no longer had to focus on driving. So, first yeah. thing I did is I popped out my phone and started watching YouTube videos yeah. and mm-hmm. you know all these funny videos. And I was able to finally watch the entire Band of Brothers series. Oh right? wow! Yeah, which was awesome. But then I was like, I could probably be doing something else with my time. More, yeah. And so I started watching more educational things Mm -hmm. and that's what started it i Mm -hmm. I read one book by uh uh, steve seibold Mm -hmm. or siebold and it's how rich people think Mm -hmm. and that really opened my eyes it was a book what are some other books that you would recommend oh my god uh there's so many i I read all the time by the way that's my recommendation to people if uh if you really want to get information is, is start getting good books um, do you ever do Audible? Oh, I love Audible. I love yeah. Audible. That's the only way I'm really going to get through a book. Like, let's be honest, especially now that I have a kid, it is so hard to sit down and, like, really read a book. Um, yeah. And um, I think, though, I'm going to have to start whipping out those physical books um, so that I can start modeling to my son what it's like right. to just read a book. Because yeah. they say your kids won't do what you want them to. They'll do what you do. You know exactly. what I mean? Right. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, I'm going to have to start reading. I'm going to have to start making my bed. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And, and that's where I learned, you know, like the uh, most recent book. Oh, sorry to answer your question. Uh, the book that I recommend that mm-hmm. really helped me was uh, uh, Rich Dad Poor Dad. It is an easy read, mm-hmm. um, you know, and, and he talks about uh, different quadrants that people. So uh, that's the first book that I read yeah. when I really, cause you know, I've always been interested in personal finance. And, um, even though I had a really weird start to getting good credit and like, mm-hmm. even though I knew better, I still was reading all the finance books. And I would like, one of my first jobs out of high school was as a tax preparer. Mm-hmm. And the only reason I got into that was because my grandpa, you know, I, I saw my parents kind of like, really confused about their taxes and talking to my grandpa about it and um they were not fighting i wouldn't say but yeah they were kind of just like heated going back and forth about taxes and i was like hey grandpa what's what is what's taxes you know and i'm i'm about to graduate from high school right and um he's like you know what i really can't explain it what you should do is go take the income tax course and if you go take the income tax course you'll learn everything you need to know about taxes and you won't have to fight <laughs> like this. That's great advice, actually. That's I am actually shocked I got that from my grandpa, but yeah. he he really set me up to to mm-hmm. just be so much further ahead than all my peers, you know, not yeah. knowingly. Um, and I I ended up I took the income tax course, which goes like for, it's kind of like a semester from September to December. Mm-hmm. And after that course was completed, you know, they offered me a job 
and I was like, well, if I don't use it, I'll lose it. And I ended up working there for, for three years as a tax wow. preparer. Yeah. Wow, very cool. It was with H&R Block. And they do these income tax courses all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I really learned a lot about taxes. And I was like, whoa, why didn't anyone tell us this? Yeah. Um, but one of the things that set me up on that path is my parents, when I was 15 years old, gave me Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Yeah, it's definitely a great book. Um, and it's like a, a narrative. Like it's a it storytelling type of book yeah. where it really makes you understand what it means to be quote unquote rich you know what i mean and not to like give it away to all you listeners out there if you haven't read the book you should but um you know the one the the dad that was driving the the nice cars and had all the nice things Mm -hmm. he really wasn't the rich dad in the book right it was the one who drove his junky car and you know right <laughs> lived on less yeah. and went to work every day but at a business he owned right right, right. yeah I, and i think that's really important um mm-hmm. uh you know because before all of this i you know i had the nice car that i couldn't afford mm-hmm. you know and um uh i was pretty i was kind of popular in my friends because i had a nice car and it was a good feeling but then i started to realize this is not going to pay my bills when i get older Especially if you know, you're this, paying monthly right. for a nice car. Exactly. Right. So I sold the car uh-huh. and all my friends are like, you know, you know, just are, what's going on with you? Are you okay? Are you crazy? This car is so cool. What are you selling it for? I bought a 98 Forerunner, uh-huh. right? But the really cool thing is that when my friends would come over our house, we would have pool parties and 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 they didn't understand like, hey, the reason I, I sold the car is so, you know what, I can, I can uh, like invest it right yeah. I can invest that money yeah. and so I did that and and that really taught me a good lesson like hey it's not what you own it's not what you have is where you're headed and what your plan is right right, right? and uh, I see that very I, I see that uh, quite often today where people are posting you know a lot of Louis uh, Vuitton bags yeah. and all this stuff and I'm like really um, what the what the really what the wealthy understand is that to them that doesn't matter I think um, I think this is a good moment to really talk about that because with social media, I feel like that's played a huge part in how we how we spend our money. You know, so I feel like um, you know people who, I mean, it's now more important to buy the Louis Vuitton bag or to buy you know designer. It's more important to have the latest technology. You know, where you have like the MacBook, the iPhone, and the Apple Watch. You know what I mean? But really, like they all serve the same purpose now. Yeah, yeah. um, um, nothing wrong with that. Right, it's just that, you right. know, if, if there, there's always a question I ask myself, mm-hmm. is this going to help me achieve my goals? Right. right? Um, like, for example, if I bought a Louis wallet, mm-hmm. um, but I only have $10 to put in it because I just spent $1,000 in the wallet. I don't know how much it costs. I never looked at it, but I'm I don't, sure I don't think that's right? way off. Yeah. Right. Maybe um, like, I feel like maybe a wallet might be like 500. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, and the thing is that like, I always ask myself that question, is this going to help me achieve my goal? Mm-hmm. If the answer is no, then I don't buy it. Yeah. Right. At least not, not yet. Mm-hmm. Not yet. Like I'll you'd rather a, buy the $10 wallet and have, you know, exactly. $490 in it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Well, I don't carry that much money in my wallet. <laughs> Everything's paid by credit card now. Metaphorically. Right? But uh, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's something that I, I learned, right? It's mm-hmm. it's all a mindset, and uh, you know I didn't know that before. Mm-hmm. I I was the one, you know, spending on 
really crazy things. I was and, too, yeah. Yeah, and I was still living in my parents' house, but buying like hundred dollar shoes, you yeah, know. Yeah. And my parents were like, "Hey, are you working on getting, you know, moving out or getting your own Hinting place?" And I'm that, like, yeah. "Um, yeah, working on it." Meanwhile, spending all my money, yeah. coffee every day. Yeah. That's the thing that got me. It was coffee every day. Yeah. It Actually, was, when I sit down with with families and whatnot, the biggest expense is coffee and food, right? Okay. And yeah, because. It, you know what? We kind of got distracted. We didn't talk about exactly what you do today, did we? I'm not sure if we did. But I think I, it was like before I press record. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I you know, the, the, well, uh, just to talk a little bit about what I do. Uh, so there's two things that I do. I actually, um, I show people how to invest in mm -hmm. certain things, uh, whether it's starting a business and whatnot. Mm -hmm. um, I help people uh, in my business. I'm actually, you know, uh, I do a lot of leadership courses and whatnot. So I also want to teach other people. Um, you know how to get what they want right and in business in life whatever that is and then the other thing is I also help uh, people like families plan their futures mm -hmm. uh, business owners you know how to help them save on taxes and yeah. whatnot uh, which so is you huge. look at all their finances I look at all the finances and I create multiple strategies for them yeah um, I believe that you know uh, most people when they uh, when they think about sitting down with the financial professional they're like they're just gonna you know put me in one one thing and that's it um yeah. i believe in options you know mm -hmm. um and and i think it's important because everybody's different right right uh it's like if if you go to a restaurant and they just serve one thing well mm -hmm. it's not too it's not too pleasing right no no yeah so what i do is i just look at everything and and whether it's helping them with debt retirement college planning for their kids uh, whatever it takes, or even buying real estate, mm -hmm. right? Uh, if if they have a, a financial professional already that they work with, uh, and they want to buy real estate, you know, then I can help them with that as well. So, mm -hmm. uh, I've even helped people buy cars. To be honest with you, <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, buy cars because I think it's important to understand interest rates and and what you're going to be paying, the value and whatnot. So mm -hmm. wherever I can create value, I that's what I do. Uh, uh, you know, I've done a lot in my past. You know, even. Uh, I've helped people find good contractors, you know, for their homes because yeah. I've, I've done that. Well, myself. you guys are experienced, you yeah. and your wife. Yeah, that's mm -hmm. what you do. Yeah. So, mm -hmm. so basically, that's that's what I do. I mean, there's there's a lot more. Yeah. I, what I like to tell people is like I do everything in finance, mm -hmm. um, and um, whatever I don't know, I can find that for you, right? Right. So going back to looking at people's um, finances, you said they spend the most on coffee? Coffee and food. Food. Definitely. Eating out, basically, eating out. And, yeah. and really expensive yeah. coffee. Yeah, and I get that, you know. Cause I feel like I'm guilty of it. Oh, yeah, I think we all are, right? Mm -hmm. um, and I, I do see a trend, uh, and one of the things is that most parents are very busy, so the most convenient thing is to go and, and, uh, buy, and buy food. food. Mm -hmm. um, you know, the, the, there's two downsides to that, though. The, one of the things is, uh, one, the expenses, mm -hmm. and then the health side. Right, because it is healthier to eat at home because mm -hmm. you don't really know what ingredients they're using now. Yeah, you know how much sodium they're putting into the yeah. foods and sodium whatnot. and sugar and yeah, all yeah, of it. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy, and especially like we all love Starbucks and coffee and mm -hmm. and whatnot. And uh, but you really gotta look at it like, okay, what am I spending here? Mm -hmm. And. Uh, Buying coffee, five dollars, maybe sometimes twice a day. Mm -hmm. uh, is this gonna help me get closer to my goals? Mm -hmm. If the answer is no, then hey, maybe that dollar coffee that I can make at home yeah. is gonna be worth it for now. Right. Right. And I'm not a big. I don't like to tell people live within within your means. Just you know, like, uh, or you cut back on things, but just be. Uh, 
strategic on on how you're going to spend your money for me coffee is my weakness i like i was one of those spenders that would not hesitate at all to go every day especially when i went to um you know i was at fitum uh there was like a coffee shop around the corner that's all we wanted to do was like go you know on our break is go get a coffee and come back and like if you're there all day for three classes it did make sense for us you know in our own minds to go twice a day yeah because you get one in the morning and then you get one like in the evening when you have another three hour class to get through right yeah sometimes you need that yeah Yeah. um but and i I love support like for me like um i love supporting local Local business here mm-hmm. you know like um there's a lot of great shops out here yeah. i'd rather I, i'll go there first before i go to like a chain uh-huh. um and i think that's great you know i think it is good to to spend money because uh it, you create velocity yeah right you create velocity just be mindful like hey if you have big expenses coming up yeah like maybe i'm gonna cut back on coffee for this week that's my that's been my strategy is well first of all i work at a really great office that has multiple coffee machines and one of them is even we call it like the magic coffee robot um but it makes it really will make whatever you want it'll make like a vanilla latte a mocha latte you know um i use it for the espresso oh yeah (laughs) yeah so i'll make my own you know i'll make my own iced latte because that's what i like so that has been my thing I was like, you know what? I'm not buying Starbucks anymore. Um, like during the weekday, I'm going to make my own coffee. There and so go. that's been my main thing. Yeah. Um, and then for me on the weekend, I treat myself to coffee. And yeah, I try to stay with local, right? Yeah, yeah definitely. <laughs> uh, I, I love the local businesses here uh, mm-hmm. in our beautiful city. And I, I want to, you know, give back to them as well by, you know, buying their, right. their products, mm-hmm. you know, and, and their services. Um, you know, I... I pretty much keep everything here mm-hmm. you know my chiropractor awesome. dentist yeah. everybody's here and i and i really love that um and but 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 backing up a little bit on on the spending part and uh that's actually one of the strategies that i learned mm-hmm. um from studying rich people and one of the things that i learned is like hey you can have that coffee you can have everything you want and what i did is i started uh, my business and as you know taxes some of that stuff is a write-off Mm-hmm. So that is a great strategy, you know. Like my wife and I, we since we're in real estate investment and uh, investments, we we travel to other uh, states and you know cities and whatnot. And most of that travel for us is considered a, a, a write off, right? Right. Mm-hmm. And my car, I. I I was against buying a new car because like I don't have any car payments. I'm good. Yeah. But then I started running the numbers, right? When I when I really got um, into finance, I started running the numbers. I'm like. I'm actually doing things backwards right now. Yeah. I can I can get a new car, lease a new car, and that is my it's for my business. Mm-hmm. You know. I think um I, you know I, I think for a lot of maybe a lot of listeners out there I mean they might be aware of these things. I'm aware because I've been learning about personal finance for a long time, and I even took some time studying like real estate for a while. Mm-hmm. So that's when I learned about you know tax deductions and write offs as far as like in your own business. Um, and as far as real estate goes, you know, that there's certain things. If you have real estate, then you can write off a lot of things related to that property, right? Right. right. Um, and I think for a lot of people, it's like, whoa, what? <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, like a, a lot of people don't, um, they're not aware that you can actually have some other tax advantage strategies yeah. to save for retirement, college planning. Yeah. Um, and you know, definitely not. I mean, we there's no way we could even cover any of it in a full episode. Oh, definitely not. It would have to be like an ongoing series of oh, podcasts. Yeah. yeah. 
but um, there's so much out there that we there's just so much, don't yeah. know. Yeah, and and that's that's one thing that I learned is uh, if I don't know that I can read the books, I can talk to some of my mentors, right. and uh, uh, that's one of the very important things I learned mm-hmm. is that if if you don't know, there's people out there to help you, mm-hmm. and all you have to do is just ask. And I think right. that's one of the things that a lot of times people are scared to approach someone. Yeah. Um, and I think I think it's great. I mean, people are, are dying out there to give you information, right? Sometimes I'm like. I get happy when I when someone asks me a question about how to pay off a credit card or, okay. or how do you strategize for this. This is this a like, good this is a good time for a break because when we come back, I really want to start talking about some some really good advice for different scenarios of people, like you know whatever their financial goal is. So when we come back, so just save awesome. it. We're gonna come yeah, back and then give all this advice. Hey guys, fun fact. Did you know that Badfish was the official carrier of all Thread Fish merchandise? Find the Thread Fish shirts and other Pedro inspired apparel at their store on 6th Street between Mesa and Center in downtown San Pedro. Or visit them at their website, badfishclothing.com. Listeners of the podcast get an extra 10% off their purchase when they use promo code HELLOSP at checkout, online or in stores. Thanks, Badfish. Okay, so in the second half, Christian, I really wanted to get into, well, you know what? You know what's going on on the docks, right? There's kind of this threat of automation. Did you hear about yes, that? Yes, I did. Yeah, I saw the flyers actually going out. And mm-hmm. It breaks my heart, you know, to see that happening. But yeah. I, I, I do believe that that's going to happen, you know? That's the thing, too. It's like, first of all, I mean, I come from a family of longshoremen. Um, we are union all the way. Um, I, you know, I remember when the, the checkout lines at the grocery stores, um, there was like the self checkout lines. I remember my mom wouldn't use it because it took jobs away from actual checkers. Right. I mean, that was the mentality I grew up with. So now seeing this threat of basically robots coming in and taking the jobs of hardworking people in our community. Yeah. It's really scary. And I, I kind of feel the same way you do. I kind of feel like, well, there's no way around it. Like automation has always continued to persist, you know, right. throughout history. Yeah. Um, I mean, just looking at the port now, you can see all these levels of automation that have taken place, right? Mm-hmm. But with that threat, it kind of just reminds us all, I think, all of us are kind of in that well, we're not guaranteed our jobs. Like our jobs could be in jeopardy at any given moment, right. you know? Yeah. Um, there's there's no guarantee on the money that we make for someone else, right? Right, yeah. So I wanted to ask you, what are some ways, like, what are some ways that we can kind of protect ourselves and make sure that we're setting ourselves up for the scenario that we do lose our jobs? Yeah, well, one of the first things I would say is uh, learn to adapt. Mm-hmm. I think adaption uh, to the environment is it's great because uh, once once you live in that fear of like, hey, you know, my job's going to get replaced uh, to robots and whatnot, yeah. you're, you kind of shut yourself down, right? But yeah. if you ask yourself, okay, what can I do here? Uh, could I maybe learn a new skill or something like that, right? Yeah. I think it's very important. Um, I, 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 I truly support, you know, all the dock workers and all the longshoremen and whatnot. I, I used to work with them when I worked for Princess, mm-hmm. right? We used them mm-hmm. all the time. 
Um, oh yeah, they help out with like yeah, this. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God, they, they were lifesavers all the time. Mm -hmm. You know, we had a ship in port, and we mm -hmm. had to leave in a few hours, and uh, sometimes they were on call. Which, so so I see that. I, I see the value in that. You know, but then you got to look at the other side where these corporations they're in they're in it to make money, profits, mm -hmm. and they're seeing that you know these robots are going to be more profitable for them. Uh, so I think it's important to learn to adapt. Uh, and when you, when you start looking at, let's say, planning for the future, you know, whether it's finances or anything, I think you got to stop and kind of ask yourself, where am I at today? Mm -hmm. uh, and then where do I want to be? Mm -hmm. right? And then create a plan for that. So, for example, like if uh, right now you're in a lot of debt or, or something like that, well, what can I do to reduce that debt? Right. Maybe spend less, uh, maybe uh, change things up a little bit. Mm -hmm. But then also a very important is stay focused on that plan that you create. Um, and I think that that's really going to help a lot of people like kind of like, OK, it's happening. Right. I mean, uh, people, they think about robots taking your job and automation as being bad. But you got to ask yourself, well, what can my iPhone do now for me? Right. It can do so much mm -hmm. like you can turn on your lights. It's so convenient. Mm -hmm. So you got to think about it like, OK, I adapted to this phone. Now yeah. I need to adapt to to this new technology. Right. Right. Whether it's, you know what, I'm going to learn how to maybe program. Mm -hmm. Right. Maybe learn how to code. So I can now, uh, these robots are kind of still working for me because I, I write the code. I do this programming. You mentioning that just brings up this really great example. Um, did you guys watch Hidden Figures? No. No? Okay. We don't watch that much TV. <laughs> okay. Well, it was a really excellent movie, um, and I cannot remember the names of these amazing historical f female figures, um, but basically it was um, their... Uh, African-American women working at NASA and they're working as calculators, oh, wow. right? So they were physically doing the math mm -hmm. and they had adding machines, right? Um, and this was right when they were about to bring in these huge computers, right? Mm -hmm. The actual computers that, that um, th I mean, they were just introducing it to NASA. And um, it, it's a really good movie. You guys need to watch it. Yeah, we'll, we'll <laughs> but put it on the list. <laughs> one of, but the, but one of the ladies, um, and I apologize, listeners, for not knowing the name because these women are amazing. They're actually real women in our history. Um, but one of the ladies was like, she had a whole room full of women who were going to lose their jobs because they were now NASA was now going to use this big giant computer, this piece of technology that took up a whole room, wow. right? So she um, and because she was African American and segregation was like still in effect at that time, she really had to sneak her way in to learning about this technology, and that's she got a book right away on. Um, Computers. She started studying it. She started reading it. She started teaching all of the women in there how to program, <clears throat> how to program computers, and so by doing that, she kind of ensured their job. It took a team of people to actually operate computers at that time. So all of these women got to keep their jobs. Wow. It just changed, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. And she saw right away, like, hey, they got a new piece of technology that's going to replace us. How do we stay relevant? You know, right? Um, I think that's really a really hard and very sensitive topic when we talk about automation on the port, right? Um, because I, I think, you know, we're just so used to doing things one way. We're used to going to our job, 
collecting our paycheck. Right. But I think what you're saying about adapting is going to be really important for us. Yeah, definitely. And I, I think a lot of times people don't really know that actually a lot of things are automated now. Like you think about it, <laughs> uh, I'll give a little little uh, secret here. Mm-hmm. When you're on that big cruise ship, people think that the captain's uh, on the bridge. The bridge is where the captain sits and whatnot. There's no captain anymore? What? There, no, there, no, is, there, there is a captain. He's probably out, you know, greeting all the passengers and right. whatnot. Uh, and he has his officers of the watch on the bridge. Mm-hmm. And But believe it or not, once they get to open water, mm-hmm. that ship is fully automated. Yeah. They set the coordinates and the ship goes on its own. Wow. So it's been around for many years. Um, and, I, and that's why they, they still have employees because they have to... Uh, watch and make sure they're there yeah so that's what that's what I mean by just learn how learn how to adapt to something new uh-huh. and I think that'll take you so far in anything mm-hmm. right um, I still believe that we should uh, definitely protest to to kind of show hey you know um, the value of, of um, humans and yeah and what 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 we can do right um, that that automation still can't Mm-hmm. I think that's important. But I think we could wait a little bit longer for that automation. Definitely. Let's secure our jobs right now. Definitely. Yeah. And I think that's important to uh, also, you know, really take the education of finance, uh, education on anything, really, mm-hmm. uh, so you're prepared for those changes when they come. Mm-hmm. So what are some what are some great tips that you can suggest to people who are looking to, um, well, let's not talk about the debt one yet, but, like, let's just say that you have a, a small family they are not in too much debt they are actually in a good position but they do rely on their paychecks every week what's a good what's a good strategy for them to kind of start building that nest egg and start um, you know securing their their little future um, yeah actually that's a great question uh, let me start by my my sharing my vision first too because I believe uh, my vision is to and the vision of our brokerage is to lower the poverty line by 10 percent yes and that's over 400,000 people in, in in Los Angeles alone. yeah um, what an amazing mission by the way thank you mm-hmm. it, it is a tough one right mm-hmm. I know I understand it's gonna require a lot of people mm-hmm. uh, that's why you know I love to train others and, and show them and teach them about finance and whatnot um, but really what I want to do is uh, I want to see families spend more time with each other. Mm-hmm. Um, like, for example, when people are living paycheck to paycheck, a lot of times maybe the uh, either the mother or the father have to work longer hours, mm-hmm. which means that they spend less time with the family, right? And now you include uh, the commute. Oh, my God, it's terrible out mm-hmm. here. Um, so you're spending less time with family. And growing up, I didn't have that unfortunately because my parents worked so much yeah so I want to change that I mm-hmm. want to help families like hey you know what like you're done with work and and you still have enough to pay the bills right so um, I believe that if you can create an additional stream of income whether it's investing mm-hmm. uh, creating other passive uh, streams of income can definitely help with that situation mm-hmm. right because um, it's very easy to say hey well just spend less Right? It is, but it's but it's not. It's, it's not, not easy. Yeah, it's, it's not easy. And it's almost impossible for a lot of people, you right. know, where there's more bills at the end of their paycheck. You yeah, know? yeah, and and that's why you know most most financial professionals they, they, again they say, well, uh, live within your means. Don't and, buy and, avocado toast. Yeah, and, like stop. Yeah, <laughs> no, you can buy avocado toast. Like, yeah, <laughs> like you know, my wife and I, we sometimes. Uh, 
if we, we're going on a quick little grocery yeah. run and we're by the 99 cent store, hey, we'll go buy avocados at the 99 cent store. It doesn't matter. Right. right? And I mean, let's be real. Like in California, they grow around us. Yeah. <laughs> and avocados are the same at the 99 cent store than it yeah. is at, let's say, uh, another grocery store like, uh, uh-huh. uh, what is that expensive one? Uh, Whole Foods. Whole Foods, yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. Like, yeah, okay, that's organic and maybe whatever. But um, I, I think really it, it, it comes down to, hey, just being smart with your money. Yeah. Um, it, it is it is good to find deals, but sometimes, you know, those deals can be deceiving. For yeah. example, you buy 10 avocados, since we're on that subject, right? Yeah. 10 avocados for five bucks. Well, are you really going to eat 10 avocados before they go bad? Not really, right? I mean... I mean, unless you're having a party where you're going to have guacamole. guacamole. Exactly. <laughs> but... Uh, you know that's just an example like hey be, be careful on how you spend your money because marketing uh companies are very very sneaky yeah right like you go to target you go in there for one thing and you come out with all kinds oh my of gosh. things right <laughs> literally happened to me yesterday yeah it did yeah. and there's i bought two pairs yeah. of shoes my son already has a pair of vans mind you he's a year and like three months right now so his he's growing insanely quickly right now mm-hmm. but i still bought him two extra pairs of shoes that i know aren't gonna fit him in like probably four months oh wow yeah <laughs> and so i told my husband i was like uh i have to take one of these back right and he's like yeah you do <laughs> <laughs> yeah but it's exactly like that it's all it you know once you train your your mm-hmm. your mind and your emotions mm-hmm. to stay out of it when you shop it like, was an emotional purchase yeah exactly. it really was that's why i say that it's, yeah. it's all emotions I, I used to do that all the time yeah like you know, oh, I, I, I need this versus I want this, right? Yeah. And it's like, you came in there for milk, so you need that. Yeah. But you came out with shoes and all kinds of yeah. stuff. So it's, it's basically just being like a, a thoughtful consumer and, right. and making sure that you're buying what you need yeah. rather than just emotional shopping, which let's be honest, we all, like some of us are just kind of on autopilot that way. Right. You know, we're like, oh, I need this, I need this. Oh, I need a new color. I need, you know, I'm yeah. thinking of me going through the makeup aisle and, you know, all those things. Yeah, exactly. And and the thing is, is being a, being aware of where you're at. That's really where what it really comes down to. If yeah. you're living paycheck to paycheck, right? Just understand that hey, you know what? Emergencies are going to come up. Yeah. Maybe certain things are going to come up. Yes. Uh, and you got to plan for that. So believe it or not, mm-hmm. I actually share with people to uh, look at their calendar. Mm-hmm. So for example, if you have uh, like I'll give you this example. Uh, I'm thinking already like oh my god, next weekend is going to be an expensive weekend for me. Mm-hmm. I have my niece's birthday and I have my godson's birthday. <laughs> I, it is so hard to think ahead that way. Yeah, it but is. it's important to think yeah. that way uh, because now I'm like okay, this weekend I don't really spend money. We didn't go out or any of that stuff yeah. because I know my, the following weekend is going to be very expensive for me. Mm-hmm. So planning that way, believe it or not, it's actually, um, it really helps because now you're like, okay, I'm not going to buy my son those extra shoes because I'm going to buy Susie her birthday present next week. And that's going to help you get out of the credit card, right? Yep. Because mm-hmm. when you don't, let's say uh, if I spend a good portion of my money, um, the paycheck or whatnot, mm-hmm. uh, this weekend, then next weekend I might not have money, but I have to buy a present, so I'm gonna put on my credit card, mm-hmm. and then you get into that vicious cycle. Totally, a hundred percent. You know what? Can I share too another reason why I think I spent so much at Target? And it's actually a good thing to talk about since it is tax season and the end of tax season is coming up. Um, 
my husband and I, I mean, he's always on me. He's m more the responsible one and he's not the procrastinator. I am the procrastinator. And I'm like, uh, I'm a little stress-free when I should be kind yeah. of like proactive. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, so we're a good balance for each other. But um, he's like, hey, are we gonna do our taxes? Are we gonna do our taxes? Finally, yesterday, I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna do our taxes. Like, I got all the papers there, I'll just do it. Um, and because I have the experience, I know that I can get it done on something like TurboTax, right? right. Um, now, I finished our taxes and I was really worried about them because I heard that people were not getting the big refunds that they were used to getting, right? right You've right. been hearing that? Yeah. So I was honestly like, oh man, like what if we owe? Like mm -hmm. we did everything right, we're not supposed to owe. So in my head I have this like fear building up and then finally yesterday I was like, let me just do our taxes. It actually ended up being like an amazing tax year for us. Nice. Yeah. yeah. And um and I was really surprised. We got probably like twice as much as we did last year and last year we got a, a quite significant chunk. So um so my question for you yeah. is, what are you going to do with that money? Okay, <laughs> so you're going to actually be really proud of us. Um, this is more because of my husband, but I agreed with him and he's the one kind of like enforcing it. So last, actually when we got married, um, oh my gosh, almost three years ago, when we got married, all of that money that we got from friends and family, you know, for starting our you know, marital journey, um, we actually didn't spend any of it. We put it in a joint savings and that's when we opened our joint savings account. Nice. We didn't touch it. And then when we did our taxes, like, you know, the next a few months later, we put that money, like we made it so it went directly into our savings. So we didn't even see it. We honestly, it just went straight to our savings. Right. We haven't touched it. That's good. Our, this money is going to the same place and it almost kills me because I'm like, but wait, we could just take a thousand or like, you know, do some other things right, or like right. you can give me my backyard that I want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. it kills me almost, but it's going straight to our savings. And for me, like, I, there's a part of me that's like, man, we could buy so much with it. But the other part of me is like, wow we're almost halfway to our goal to be able to maybe put something down or right. you know what I yeah. mean? Cause our ultimate goal is so, you know, we'd be able to afford property here. Mm -hmm. And when, if we're not actively saving and putting money in from our paychecks, which we are, we're, we're automating like a certain amount, That's but good. it's not very much, mm -hmm. you know, let's it's be real. Exactly. It's a start. Um, we have a certain amount going into our, our savings, but um, the fact that we're getting these huge sums, and putting it into our savings and not touching it, that's putting us ahead so much, yeah. you know? And yeah. the temptation to spend it is there, but that's our that's kind of been our strategy for building up that nest egg yeah. and saving up for potentially an asset or things mm -hmm. like that. Yeah, that's actually great. I'm glad to hear you are saving because, thank you, you thank know, you. <laughs> that, is, that is one of the building blocks. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and, and what I find, though, is that sometimes, though, like uh, when people do save, they have a lot of money saved up. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, their money's not growing. Right. Yeah. If you look at um, what banks are paying now for mm -hmm. interest, there's actually other options that you can um, do, mm -hmm. um, you know, whether it's uh, maybe putting your money into something that's going to produce more money for you right. in the time being. Yeah. And then you'll get your assets sooner. Ah, so, I see what you're saying. Yeah. What would be your suggestion in our case? Like in, in uh, your case, like um, 
There are several banks out there now mm-hmm. that are online. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can actually share a link. It's called SoFi. Mm-hmm. I, I, by the way, most of the advice that I give to people, I've either done it myself or mm-hmm. I have you know clients that um, you know love them, right? Because right. let's face it, I've been I've been um, you know ripped off before and whatnot. And as I many want, of us have, yeah, mm-hmm. as many of us have, and I think that's why a lot of people are scared. Uh, but to answer your question, I, I really like these uh, some of these banks that offer at least 2.1% that I've seen right now, mm-hmm. which is a lot higher. You have your money there. Mm-hmm. Why not just get some interest on that, right? Right. Mm-hmm. And um, so, yeah, there's definitely a lot of options out there that, that a lot of people don't know. And it's great. You're saving and, yeah. and you know, you want to create that emergency fund, which is what I teach people. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and maybe, you know, for some of the listeners out there, we're like, I can't save money. I don't have enough money to save. Right. Uh, then there's there's ways that I try to help them save money in their current expenses. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's kind of like a game for me in a way. I, I, I love yeah. if, if I can save someone two hundred dollars on their current expenses. Yeah. I'm so happy for them. Even me, when I think of other people and their finances and looking at it, like I would get excited too to be like, oh, my gosh, you're buying Starbucks every day. Let's cut that out. You know, let's yeah. do it once a week instead. But then when it comes to my own finances, I don't want to look at it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to do it. Yeah. Well, you know, like like and I'll give you this example. This is an, another little secret um you know when when i was in a lot of credit card debt and uh i was uh you know behind on some of them and a lot of people don't know this but if you call the credit card company and you tell them hey uh i apologize i i missed this payment Mm -hmm. they'll give you the credit back which is like 60 to 80 dollars or something like that right yeah so not not saying that hey you should do that all the time but sometimes there are those situations where hey you know you had an emergency and fell behind and believe it or not like Mm -hmm. a lot of companies will work with you actually you know it's funny that you mentioned that because i noticed on um on there was a around the christmas time i had missed a, a payment did i miss a payment I, I got an email for one of my, it was actually just like a clothing store that I had like gotten a credit card to like when I was in my early 20s. Mm-hmm. And that was one of the cards I used to build my credit, you know, back in the day when I really needed to focus on that. Um, and they sent me an email saying like, hey, if you're having hard times, give us a call. We can work with you. And mm-hmm. I thought that was so awesome to know yeah. that companies are willing to work with you. And I think we just assume that they're not right you know we assume that like we missed our payment that's it we're gonna die like yeah yeah (laughs) it just like all comes crumbling down right but really that conversation and having that you know opening up the conversation with your you know people who are giving you credit um that yeah it doesn't have to be game over Mm -hmm. people are willing to work with you yeah exactly and there's there's you know several things that you can do out there too and uh what by the way when you do call uh, it, I think it's really important to to own your uh, your mistake or mm-hmm. whatever. Uh, so when you call, keep in mind that's a human on the other side, right? right? Uh, and they have emotions too. So like being you know very respectful and kind is, yes. is goes a long way. Yeah, you know um, versus like. You know, if you call and you're like, you know, you it's can't your fault. Me I, didn't, I didn't get my statement yeah, or whatever. Totally. No, just like, hey, I apologize. You know, human sir. to human. Yeah, right. exactly. I think I think that goes a long way, mm-hmm. and you'll get so much uh, out of that. Mm-hmm. You know, and and it's it's still a very important thing yeah. to to understand. Like, hey, you know what? Uh, if you make a mistake, just own it. Yeah. Right. It co- it goes from like a conversation with somebody who says like, "Sorry, ma'am, nothing we can do," to like, you know what, ma'am, let me talk to my supervisor. You know, right. and then like there there just becomes options available. Yeah. Yeah. 
that. Actually, there's another great book that I read, and, and it's on like the art of uh, negotiations. Mm-hmm. Um, it's uh, Never Split the Difference okay. by Chris Voss. It's a great book, and uh, it really uh, it teaches you how to talk to people, uh, and and you know, and uh, I think it's great. It's a great skill, mm-hmm. you know, when you're talking to either are you going for a job interview, a business transaction, or yeah. whatever. Especially yeah. when you're talking about your money, you yeah. know, it's important. So, okay, we've kind of like, I think we can talk forever um, and we'll probably have to definitely talk. I I, I love giving value to people and and talking about all kinds of things. Me too. (laughs) When I get in those conversations, like we can go forever. So to kind of summarize what I've gathered from our conversation, you would say that first, one of the first things that anybody should do if they're looking to kind of get ahead financially, number one is to examine their spending, see where they can cut, right? And then you mentioned... Uh, getting a, another stream of income somehow, mm-hmm. right? Um, I, I think that's great advice. Honestly, this podcast, it is my passion project, but I'm hoping that it will turn into a good stream of income you know, in the future. And mm-hmm. this is part of the reason why I'm building it. So that in case I do lose my job or in case you know, I have this thing that mm-hmm. I could build out and mm-hmm. potentially you know, earn money from. Right, and mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's very important to understand, like you said, like in case I do lose my job, there's always that possibility. I've been through, like again, going back to 08, I mm-hmm. almost lost my job as a technician. Mm-hmm. The only thing that saved me is that that dealership invested so much money into my school <laughs> so that it actually turned out to be okay it yeah. was pretty cool i got to work on uh, exotic cars that's and all awesome that, uh and classic cars so it was, it was pretty cool uh but a lot of people have that fear so um it's what i've learned is that uh you know it's important to have options yeah right create options for yourself and yeah. learn a new skill um you know read more books on certain things if there's something you don't understand like like mm-hmm. maybe there's something out there, someone, something that uh, can teach you a little bit more about that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and really just, you know, be open, right? Mm-hmm. I think that, that open really- Open to learning, open, to, open learning, to new opportunities. Open to new opportunities, open to uh, meet new people, mm-hmm. right? Uh, I, I think it it's very important to understand that. And another thing is that don't be afraid to make mistakes. Don't mm-hmm. be afraid to fail. You know, we we failed many times. We've had uh, other businesses and I learned so much from that. You know, what we had an online business, uh, e-commerce, and I learned how to be a smarter consumer because of that business. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I think it's very important to really look at um, where you want to be, where you're at, and really write those goals down. I, I think, you know, most people kind of say, oh, that's kind of cheesy or whatnot, but create a vision board. You I know. know. It's very important to create a vision board. People if, do think it's cheesy. Yeah. I've always loved vision boards, but I'm like, I was like kind of got away with it, I feel like, because I'm a creative. Right. But really, vision boards have been a big part of my life and my mindset, you know? Yeah, exactly. And very important to understand this is that success is not built overnight, mm-hmm. right? Like you said, hey, you know, I'm doing these podcasts because eventually I want to create a passive income source. Mm-hmm. Well, some people would say, hey, you know what? After the fifth podcast, I'm done. I didn't, I didn't. You didn't make money. Money, yeah. I didn't do any of that. Yeah. One thing I learned is, is it's good to work for free. Yeah. Right? Like, meaning you're learning so much from these podcasts. Uh-huh. Uh, you met so many great people. You interviewed so many great people, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like you learn so much. So even if you don't make a cent. Yeah that knowledge can go so mm-hmm. far. I realize some people don't have the luxury to work for free in that sense. And I'm I'm lucky because like my husband is willing to watch my my son and and even when he's busy my parents are able to watch. Like I realize that the time that I invest into this 
is is not done by myself. It's mm-hmm. done kind of with my family, with people who are invested in me as well. Yeah. And it, so for people who don't have that, I, I get that this could be a really hard thing to do. And mm-hmm. I don't even have advice for, <laughs> for anybody yeah. in that situation. Well, my advice actually would be, like for example, um, at the time, I, I, I thought the same way. I, I don't have this. I don't have that. I don't have enough time, right? Mm-hmm. Most people are like, I don't have enough time to right. even sit down and look at my finances or anything like that, right? Right. right. You'd be surprised, like really, like maybe an hour uh, to an hour and a half of just simple planning and looking over something mm-hmm. can go a long way. But mm-hmm. it's just setting that hour, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and like, I'll give you my example. I, I said, hey, I'm riding. The, I'm on the bus. I need a really maximize my time how can i do this that's exactly what i thought of it was like the way you took the bus like that's time that is time so for example uh like what do you do when you get off of work some people are extremely tired i i understand that i was as well Mm -hmm. Uh, but i said hey you know what i need to start really doing something right Mm -hmm. there's if if i'm not sleeping i need to do something Mm -hmm. right uh and and that's what i look at now on weekends people are like why are you working on a weekend it's like I'm working so hard now mm-hmm. so I can live the lifestyle that so many people dream of. And it's hard work at first, mm-hmm. but it's going to pay off at the end. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. I think it's important to to really look at that. Like, hey, if I'm not satisfied where I'm at now, it's okay to kind of, you know, hustle and, you know, late nights and whatnot. And, yeah. And really put in that hard work because it's going to pay off tomorrow. Yeah. And just be patient, right? When I started this podcast, I really didn't think I had time. Like, in my head before I started, I was like, I don't even have time to do this. Yeah. I don't even think I'll be able to, like, really have any time to put toward editing or doing interviews. Well, it turns out, you know, I can probably get a couple interviews in on the weekend. And that sets me up for two weeks. I've found time editing. And I've also, like, shortened that time because I realized I don't need as much time as I thought I did when it comes to editing. Um, I've been able to just take advantage of three hours after my son goes to bed um, one night a week. And that's usually when I get my editing done. Um, And... I mean, that's been amazing. And one of the things I've learned along the way um, is that a longer episode, such as the one we've recorded today, (laughs) the longer the episode, the more time it takes to edit. Mm -hmm. So I've learned to kind of keep them a little bit shorter Mm -hmm. so that I don't have to listen to it a thousand times and then look where I can cut it out, you know, cut little parts out. So I've learned now to kind of just keep the intro and the, the second half like... 20 minutes and 20 minutes and if we right. go over then I have a 50 minute episode that's perfect you right. know yeah um, and it, it saves me time so that's just some of the things that I've learned along the way mm-hmm. and yeah I realized even doing yeah. my taxes I thought I don't want to do it it's gonna right. take me all day yeah it took me an hour it yeah. really did yeah. and then you got a nice return oh I, I was <laughs> like why was I procrastinating yeah yeah I think <laughs> I think that's the number one killer actually in a lot of things is procrastination yeah I, I mean you know I was a huge procrastinator I'm and, a and huge I still am you know like naturally humans are lazy right yeah I mean let's face it let's well think I, of all the inventions we have yeah. it really is it's just to, to, to make our life easier so we make can your be. life easier exactly. the Roomba I mean yeah yeah <laughs> you know, um, but I, I think it's really important to really acknowledge, to kind of summarize, right? Like, really look at where you're at. If you're not satisfied, you, you could definitely change that, right? Yeah. You, there might be uh, some roadblocks or speed bumps along the way, but it's definitely worth it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's worth uh, going towards that journey because you don't want to get to 
you know, your later years and be like, I wish I would have done that. I yeah. wish I would have done this. Yeah. Right. So I think really it's just pay the price today yeah. and then go after it. You know, mm-hmm. I, I think that's that's one of the things that um, I mm-hmm. would recommend for most people. Uh, you know, we're not where we where we want to be today, but mm-hmm. we know where we're going to be right based yeah. on our 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 goals and things like that. So um, one one comment and I know we're wrapping up, but you just made me think of it a little bit. Um, one of the things I think that um, I think as humans we don't want to do is ask for help. Mm-hmm. And I feel like the reason, like I said, I'm able to do this podcast is because I do have help. Maybe there are people in your, you know, for any of you listener, listeners out there who are looking for that extra time to make money on the side or to get a few extra hours or to get overtime. Maybe are there some people in your network who are able to help you, you know? Exactly. And family and friends, I feel like for me, like, are willing to help if it's to get somebody up, you know right. what I mean? Like yeah. a step up instead of, um, I want to say, you know, we all know, we all know those people are those relatives that are constantly in a hole and then digging right. themselves in a hole and need right. help out of the hole. I feel like if you are somebody who's genuinely trying to get out of it and, you know, put yourself ahead, I mean, the the amount of generosity that people have for people who help themselves. Right. I mean, it's it's almost endless. You would yeah. be surprised who's able to give you a hand if yeah. you need it. Like I said, I mean, I'm 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 so happy when I can save someone money. Uh, yeah. Or, or even save a situation, right? Yeah. Whether it's a marriage or a relationship or whatever that Which is. Which I think is going to be a future episode because yeah, we definitely do money it. and relationships is a big deal. It is, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people don't like talking about money. No, yeah. Um, and, I, and it's one of the things that is very important because we, we use money every day, right? Yeah, we transact. Totally. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely a good feeling. And like you said, it, you know, people are willing to help you and. Uh, you know, we actually plan to have a kind of like a financial workshop. I was just going to say, so much information when to are you going to have a workshop? Um, I'm really glad that someone like you is here in Pedro, someone who's passionate about finance, um, you and your wife, because she's kind of like in in that same mode. Like, let's get people investing. Let's get people ahead. Let's, you know, mm-hmm. um, you guys are honestly couple goals. So I would love to, I can't wait, honestly, for your guys' workshop. Yeah. Um, so you're gonna have to keep me posted on when that is. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, we'll, we'll look at the we'll look at the calendar and we'll definitely set something up. I think yeah. it, we'll make it fun, you know, because that's another thing too. Is like I think people are like, oh my god, finance. It's such and a drag. Taxes, right? Uh, I want to do yeah. this, but we want to make it fun. We want to make the learning experience fun because I was also there. I I didn't understand what all these terms were, and mm-hmm. I try to keep it simple. You mm-hmm. know, I'm not gonna like even for this podcast, I'm not gonna drop down big words and all that because. Yeah. <laughs> what what really matters is is the message and that you understand it right yeah. it just it's not about how much you 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 want to you know um show that you know but it's like hey this strategy worked for this person yeah you know that's what matters yeah and i think opening up the conversation because like you said nobody wants to talk about it right yeah so yeah. this is here to kind of break the taboo to kind of say like yes we can talk about it and if you are struggling like bring it you know right. let's let's talk about it together because at the end of the day like my hope kind of similar to your mission you know your brokerage mission which is to was it reduce the poverty line poverty by, line by at least 10 percent yeah, yeah what an amazing mission for me, I just want to see our community of San Pedro, like, I don't want to see anybody get left behind, right. you know? And I'm, I'm seeing this wave of 
you know, innovation. I mean, just seeing like the automation on the port, we're seeing development in the area. Right. It's kind of scary. I mean, there's that excitement, but it's kind of scary because I'm like, people are going to get left behind. That's how yeah. I feel. Yeah. So how can we get ahead of it? How can we like start helping people up? And that's that's why I'm really glad that we talked about this yeah, today. Yeah, it really comes down to educating others. And we don't, we definitely don't want to see people left behind. Like, yeah. uh, I've met with some of my tenants. They're, I mean, this gentleman, he's he's a great tenant. He pays on time and mm -hmm. everything, you know. And he and he asked me like, "Hey, uh, are we gonna get kicked out? You know, like, is Ugh. the rent gonna go up and all this stuff?" Yeah. And I was like, "Well, you know what? Uh, like, let me show you strategy. So maybe you can buy your own house. Maybe you can buy a, a rental property like we have." Yeah. So and he was so excited. I, I sat down with him and showed him a plan. Actually, yeah. I helped him pay off his debt. He was <gasps> oh my uh, goodness in collections and whatnot and created a plan for him and mm -hmm. he's happy you know mm -hmm. and kind of taught him a little bit right because he, he bought a nice tv and mm -hmm. i was like well maybe you know uh that tv is going to cost you money believe it or not right so just like I, it was a good feeling like hey like yeah he's, he's in a better place mentally he, he, and and to see that you are like helping one of your tenants it, it just goes to show that when you pay it forward, you're really securing even more of your your own like goodwill in the universe. You know what exactly. I mean? Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And um, even if he did leave you guys as a tenant, you would you know at least he set up to to go on to better things. Exactly. And you can always yeah. get a new tenant. You know. Yeah, yeah. That's, it's kind of like that. Uh, that's a good story. You know, bird leaving the nest kind of thing in a way. Right? And you know what? I feel like we need to have that attitude. Mm -hmm. And oh, this conversation can go on forever. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it can. <laughs> I'm thinking of like corporate jobs and how they kind of just want to keep you in the same role and they don't necessarily promote within within yeah. you know in my own company we've seen um, mass layoffs and yeah. it's just really heartbreaking yeah, it and it just shows why it's so important to really talk about money and right. to make sure that you know you're okay your family's okay yeah. you know and I, I think that yeah it's it's the fear right yeah. uh, and and you know I even teach people how to get that promotion right how yeah to, how to ask if, for if, that raise yeah, or because yeah. not everybody's gonna want to be a business owner not everybody's you know some people are just fine the way they are they just need a little bit of strategy uh, strategies with their money uh, and mm -hmm. I think that's great you know and, and um, I've been fortunate that I've been promoted many times and and leadership positions and management positions and I think really it came down to relationship building mm -hmm. that's that's the number one thing mm -hmm. yeah yeah well you know what thank you so much for being available to come onto the show um, it was kind of a last-minute thing because I had a lineup it fell through I really appreciate it um, but I think this is gonna start uh, the beginning of like multiple episodes <laughs> yeah. in the future yeah. right um, so why don't you uh, share where people can find you if they're looking to get in touch? Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, they can actually, I think maybe the, one of the ways is social media. Mm -hmm. If they have a, a Instagram account, mm -hmm. uh, I'm at uh, Lopez Christian C. I had to do it that way because there's so many Christian Lopez's. Right. I can see that. <laughs> yeah. And uh, maybe even on the, on the, uh, do you share phone numbers or anything like that? Or? You know what? Yeah. I mean, if, yeah. if whatever you're willing to put out yeah, there, definitely. if definitely. you have like a, a company website or anything like that. Yeah. I, I think what we can do is we can uh, put it on there so that way people are not having to write it down right now. Totally. I'm going to go on. ahead and put it in the links. Mm -hmm. um, but so for you listeners out there, I'll have all the links in the show notes. You can learn how you can get in touch with Christian. And um, don't worry, I will keep you posted on any workshops that get planned because um, I think this is a really important topic um, to talk about. So Definitely. thank you so much, Christian. I really appreciate your time. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Okay.
This episode is brought to you by Cryptospace, San Pedro's one and only cryptocurrency lounge. Learn more at CryptospaceUS.com. Anyways, thanks guys. I hope you really enjoyed that episode. I hope you learned a lot. Feel free to reach out to Christian um, and ask him any questions you need. He left his email in the show notes and his number, by the way. So if you have questions, you want to ask him about your own personal finance struggles or um, goals, he is available to you. And don't forget, guys, if you like the episode, please give us a five stars on iTunes. And if you have a moment, please give us a rating. I would love to read it in a future episode. Thanks again, everyone, for listening and have a wonderful weekend. Thank you.